Welcome to Inside the Maryland Lines. I am your host, Joshua Coggins. Thank you for joining me on this beautiful Friday afternoon. On today's show, I'll be looking back at the predictions I made for the week one of the, the NFL football season, as well as be making my week two predictions. I'll also be talking about the Ravens and the, and the uh, Redskins, as well as the dumpster fire that is the Orioles at the moment. But before we get into the meat of the show, I do want to make an announcement. I'm going to be trying something new. In addition to this audio uh, podcast that I will be uploaded uploading to the left bench. Last week we had some issues with the left bench and um, I couldn't upload the show because of technical difficulties. But I'm going to try to get that resolved and put this one on there as well as all the future ones also. Um, but in addition to that, I'm going to be trying to start something new. In the past, the show has been live um, through a couple of different venues, through Rabble.tv, also through uh, Mixler.com. Um, but Mixler costs a lot of money, and Rabble, I mean, we stopped using Rabble after my first year with the left bench, and we started using Mixler. But Mixler is no longer free. you got to pay for the basic version, and... Um, so I'm going to be trying something new. Um, starting next week, I'm going to be live streaming on a Periscope as well. So not only will you be able to hear the, and listen to the podcast at a later time if you uh, if you so choose, uh, but if you, you are available, you'll also be able to listen to or watch it and listen to it, I should say. Watch it and listen to it in real time. So basically what that means is I'll be videoing it on, a, on this app on my phone uh, called Periscope. Periscope's a live streaming a- application that allows you to stream videos of pretty much anything. So <laughs> uh, so those of you who might know it might use it for things like, oh, I don't know, watching the MMA fights illegally without paying for it, pay-per-view. I know that's what I started using Periscope for, watching some of the MMA fights. Um, I'm sure a lot of you watched McGregor versus Mayweather on Periscope, potentially. So, um, so we'll use it for something, <laughs> something much more uh, legal, I guess you could say, instead of illegally stream or e- instead of watching an illegal stream of a an event. But it's also good for press conferences and news. It's like Facebook Live, I guess, if I were to compare it to something, but. Um, a little bit more uh, professional than Facebook Live, I should say. So we'll be starting that next week on next week's show. Uh, I'm also going to try to start going back to two weeks a show, or two shows a week, I should say, two shows a week. Um, so be on the lookout for that. But as far as Periscope goes, you can just get downloaded. It's a free app from... Um, the iTunes store. I'm, I'm sure it's also on Amazon. I, I don't know for sure, but uh, it probably is also on um, not Amazon, Android, the Google Marketplace on Android. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's probably on that also. But you can also uh, watch it on Periscope.com or just it's not Periscope.com. It's something.tv. But just Google Periscope and you'll get the website for that. Um, so you can watch it on the computer also. So just trying something new. We'll see how it works out. Uh, should be fun. Should be interesting. 
Uh, but, you know, keep your eye out for that, like I said. But uh, let's get the ball rolling on today's show, shall we? Um, before I get into my NFL uh, spiel and stuff, um, I just wanted to, to talk about the Terrapin football team quickly. Um, they're on, they have an open or a bye week this week, so they won't be playing anybody, um, which is good because that means they'll remain undefeated. Uh, next Saturday, they take on UCF. They take on UCF next Saturday, I do believe. Here, let me see. Yeah, so they have an open week this week, which is essentially a bye week. Um, they use it to, to watch film, get better, um, practice plays. They may or may not want, um, may or may not have run yet. Um, but it's just a, it's a week to basically get better through practice uh, without having to worry about playing somebody. Um, so, yeah, next Saturday play UCF here at uh, Capital One Field. Um, that game will be on FS1. And then the following Saturday, it's, they open up Big Ten play in Minnesota against Minnesota. And then the first week of October, they travel to Ohio State. Um, so if they can get to Ohio State at 4-0 or 3-1, and that's... That's going to be... That's going to be... Uh, something to watch out for but they could get there with that record um that's good i mean they're gonna be on the right path um especially if they win all four first games because that means they're only two games out of bowl eligibility with games against northwest indiana rutgers michigan state penn state left on the schedule michigan's also on the schedule wisconsin's also on the schedule but those are probably losses the games i think they can win minnesota i think they ucf Minnesota, Northwestern, Indiana, Rutgers, Michigan State, Penn State. Penn State's going to be a tough one. But if Maryland plays like they did against Texas, they have a shot. Um, But I digress. This past Saturday, they took on Towson, who traveled down, um, I guess that's what, 95. They traveled down 95, uh, about... 45 minutes down 95, and, uh, you know, the Terps, the Terps rolled 63-17. to 17. Um, Maryland pretty much blew Towson out of the water in every statistic, except passing yards. Towson had more passing yards than Maryland. Uh, Maryland had 167, Towson had 210. But Maryland put up 21 points in the first quarter and in the third quarter. So pretty much that was the game right there. Um, they were up, what, 40, and then they put seven points up in the second quarter. Before the fourth quarter, they were up 49-7. to seven. I mean, <laughs> uh, and then they put 14 more points up on the board to make it 63. Um, 
Ty Johnson rushed five times for 124 yards and two touchdowns. That's Think about that. Five rushes for 124 yards. That is just absurd. That's 24.8 yards per carry. Five rushes for 124 yards and two touchdowns. Ty Johnson is a machine. He is a fast, fast guy. Kasim Hill, um, he went 13 of 16 for 163 yards and two passing touchdowns. And he added five rushes for 41 yards um, on the day. So, and Kasim Hill, his completion percentage was .81, which, or, you know, 81% completion percentage, which is good for seventh most in uh, Maryland football history for a single game completion percentage. That's the seventh highest completion percentage in Maryland history. Um. As I mentioned before, uh, on last week's show, I believe, uh, this was a good week for Kasim Hill to get playing time. Um, Pegram, unfortunately, went down with a season-ending injury against Texas. Um, but it's better that Kasim Hill got a start under his belt. Or have, he'll actually have two starts under his belt before he even gets to Big Ten play. Um, and one of them's against a D1 double-A team in Towson. So um, he's going to have time under his belt before he has to worry about playing teams like Ohio State, Michigan State, Michigan, Penn State, Wisconsin. Um, so, which is, which is, um, you know, that's what, that that's the silver lining, I guess, in um, the injuries um, that Tyrell Pigrome suffered. Maryland had 534 yards of total offense to Towson's 309. Um, so, uh, the 63 points that Maryland scored were the most by the Terps since. Uh, 1954, when they beat Missouri 74 to 13, and it was also the first time since 1951 that Maryland reached the 50-point mark in consecutive games. That is wild, um, and it's also the first time in school history that uh, the football team opened the season with two straight 50-point games. That coming from the football, um, or the University of Maryland athletic website, so that's pretty impressive. Those are some long records. Fifty-one, if, you know, um, nineteen fifty-one is consecutive fifty-point mark game, and then nineteen fifty-four. So that those records have stood for a long, long, long time. 
and it's impressive to to see this Maryland football team and DJ Durkin playing such good good football at a high level uh, of intensity and skill actually really and and it's his his hard work and has really turned this team around from two years ago when it was just abysmal. So that'll uh, that'll wrap up that game. Um, like I said, next weekend they Terps take on UCF here in College Park. But this weekend they get the bye week. Um, my buddy Jared Goldstein, Goldstein, um, he were he used to write for the left bench. Uh, believe now he's at Testudo Times. He tweeted out something pretty interested this morning. Interesting this morning. Maryland Falls sports teams are 26-2-2 on the season. 26 wins, 2 losses, and 2 ties on the season. They have more wins over ranked opponents, they have 4 of those, than combined losses in all sports with 2. That is awesome four wins over ranked opponents but only two losses in all sports that is that's impressive that's really really impressive and it just speaks to how much better teams are getting after a couple years of recruiting from the Big Ten football is not the only one volleyball has turned it around a lot soccer both men's and women's soccer. So, tennis has gotten gotten better. So, it's not just helping football out as far as recruiting goes. It's helping all the sports out. Volleyball was... Let's just say volleyball wasn't very good the last couple of years. Or, you know... Um, not the last couple of years. Let's just say it's not been a good, it's not been a great program in, in a while. But now, I believe they're undefeated this year. They played this morning, so I don't know how that went. But um, let me actually check that out quick here. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, they're 11, volleyball is eleven and zero this season, and they won. They beat Oklahoma. Um, actually, they are in a game right now. They playing. Oh, never mind. That's Oklahoma versus Yossi. They have a game at seven p.m. tonight against Washington. But for right now, they're eleven and zero on the season. So let's just look at last year for for reference. Compared how good the two seasons are. Yeah, last year they went 12 and 20. The year before that they went 15 and 19. First year in the Big Ten they went 10 and 21. So yeah, they're getting better. They're 11 and 0 in this 2017 season. So football is not the only one that's improving. It's everyone. But that stat of 26 2 and 2 with four wins against ranked opponents and only two losses is just phenomenal. Um, very impressed by that stat. Um, but now on to the NFL, 
Last week I made all 15 picks for all 15 games. Um, I went 12 and three. My only wrong picks were coming from the Patriots, Texans, and Cardinals, who all lost. And I know today is Friday, but I did make an I did make a pick for last night's game, obviously. Um, not on the left bench, or not on this podcast or on the left bench or anything like that. But just I picked the game, um, and I thought the Bengals were going to win, but uh, the offense can't score a touchdown to save their lives. In fact, um, the Bengals just fired their offensive coordinator and po- promoted their quarterback's coach to be the new offensive coordinator because they haven't scored a touchdown this season. They've scored nine points in two games, all from field goals, which really hurts me because I have A.J. Green on my fantasy team. But that's a whole nother whole other set of issues. But I did pick the Bengals, who actually lost last night to the Texans, 13-9. So I guess we'll go right into my right into my week two picks. Right quick here. So like I said, I was wrong about the Bengals beating the Texans because the Texans won. And J.J. Watt laid a vicious hit to end the game. Some weird uh, play to end the game for the Bengals. Somehow the center ended up with the ball. It was probably like one of those old schoolyard um, backyard plays where they just lateral lateral at the lateral of the football a bunch, and uh, somehow the center end, ended up with the football off of a lateral. And J.J. Watt, I mean J.J. Watt murdered that dude. If you haven't seen it, it's probably all over the internet, and I suggest you go try to find it because it's a textbook definition of a great hit. I mean, J.J. Watt lit that guy up like a freaking Christmas tree. Um, so, definitely go try to find that. Uh, it's impressive. It's very, very impressive, to say the least. But here are my week two picks, and you could take these to the bank other than last night's pick. We'll start with the Ravens. Ravens are playing the Browns in Baltimore on Sunday, their first home game of the season, coming off a week where they shut down the Bengals' offense to a tune of 20 to nothing. I'll get. I'll talk about more about that later. I have them beating the Browns. Um, Browns are getting better. They hung tough with the Pittsburgh Steelers last week, eventually losing 21-18. to um, But it's Deshaun Kaiser's first, um, you know, his... I believe it's his first road game of his career. Yeah, it's the first road game of Deshaun Kaiser's career. Uh, coming into a loud M&T Bank Stadium. One of the toughest places to play if you're an opposing team. One of the loudest stadiums in the league. Against that defense, good luck. Browns are going to win a... You know, <laughs> I made this joke last night um, while watching the Bengals uh, play some very, very bad football. To one of my friends. But I think there's some truth in it. The Browns might not finish in last place this year. 
Bengals keep shooting themselves in the foot on offense. They're going to be looking up at every other team in the division. Um, also, I don't think Marvin Lewis makes it through even the season. After going to the playoffs two years ago and then following that up with the lackluster season he had last year and then starting this year with two back-to-back games without scoring a touchdown, Marvin Lewis, his seat is already on fire. That man's got to get some water quickly because if not, he's going to have some third-degree burns, and those third-degree burns are going to be a pink slip from the Bengals. Um, but I think there's some truth in that. I think the Browns, I think the Browns might have a chance to win more games than the Bengals this year. I think the Bengals right now, if they continue playing like they do, might win three or four games. Browns though, I think they could win six or seven um, if they play like they did last week. But I just don't think I don't see it happening in Baltimore. Um, not saying they can't beat the Ravens. I just don't think they can beat the Ravens in Baltimore. In a tough place to play for anybody, let alone a rookie quarterback. Um, I have the Panthers beating the Bills. The Cardinals beating the Colts. Now, this one's an interesting one. Carson Palmer looked absolutely dreadful last week against the Lions. I don't think... I, I think he's colorblind because he threw three interceptions and they were all ugly interceptions. Um, Andrew Luck is still out for the Colts, but they're starting Patriot, former Patriots third-string quarterback Jacoby Brissett um, this week against the Cardinals. I think he's better than the than Scott Tolzien, who started last week for the Colts. I think Brissett is better, but I still don't think that team's going to win without Andrew Luck. So give me, give me uh, Arizona in a rebound game for Carson Palmer. Uh, I have the Titans beating the Jags last week. The Jaguars played very, very well on defense. Offense, I mean, they did enough to not lose the football game, essentially. Blake Bortles did enough to not lose the football game for the Jaguars. Although, if you haven't seen it, he did slap his receiver's hurt knee. So Allen Robinson went down with an injury, a knee injury, and Blake Bortles came over to show his support and, you know, kind of like slap him on the back. But of course, he's laying on the ground. So what's he do? He slaps him on the knee. Unfortunately for Blake Bortles, and unfortunately for Allen Robinson, uh, that was Allen Robinson's hurt, hurt knee. So, not looking too good in the press over that one. I don't know if Blake Bortles can stack back-to-back good weeks, especially when he's playing a good team like the Tennessee Titans. Give me the Titans. This was my first real hard pick of the week. Chiefs versus the Eagles with Philadelphia playing in Kansas City. I thought about it for a couple minutes. Give me the Chiefs over the Eagles. Eagles put together a great game last week. Carson Wentz looks like a stud, but they're playing in Kansas City, another very tough place to play. Give me Kansas City. Um, Patriots versus 
the New Orleans Saints. The Saints, I think, have lost their identity. They're they're a throwing football team. Throw the ball and stretch the field. They get rid of, well, they trade Brandon Cooks to New England, who will be playing the Saints for the first time since the trade. Um, and but then they just change their offense to run the football a lot. Uh, last week versus Minnesota, they ran the football more than I thought they would. <laughs> Although they only used Adrian Peterson nine plays, which is. not something that made Adrian Peterson very happy. Let's just put it that way. I think this is I think the Saints kind of get back to their um identity a little bit, throw the football a little bit more. And I think this is a high-scoring football game, but Patriots are going to rebound after last week's ugly loss. I don't see them losing again at least for a couple of weeks just because that's kind of how it goes with Bill Belichick and the Patriot and Tom Brady and the Patriots is if they lose an ugly game, they rebound immediately. So give me the Patriots over the Saints in a shootout. Steelers-Vikings. This game was also kind of difficult to pick. Two similar teams, a little different on the offensive side of the ball, um, but have very good defenses. Well, Pittsburgh has a good defense. Minnesota's got a very good defense. They can run the ball a little, and then... Um, Minnesota can stretch the ball uh, in the passing game. Um, I picked the Steelers to win this one just because I think their offense is a little bit better than Minnesota's defense at this moment in time. So give me Steelers. Um, Buccaneers versus the Bears. Tampa Bay's first game um, of the season after Hurricane Irma hit Florida. So I think they want to play for Florida a little bit, play for their fans, um, kind of give them something to distract their, distract themselves away from the hurricane issues. Buccaneers beat the Bears, but that game could be closer than, uh, than you would think. I think the Bears are Bears are in it in the fourth quarter, but the Buccaneers uh, get the job done. Um, Dolphins also playing for their first game of the 2017 campaign after the hurricane, but the game's in Los Angeles, I guess it is. Um, that It says Carson, California. I guess that's close enough to Los, Los Angeles. Um, I would have taken the Dolphins if it were in Miami, but since it's in L.A., give me the Chargers because that's a hard first game to play. Dolphins traveling to L.A. without their number one quarterback because he tore his ACL. Give me, give me the Chargers in that game. Uh, Raiders throttle the Jets. Cowboys-Broncos, a tough one to pick. Cowboys offense versus that Broncos defense. Who do you take? Give me, give me Dallas. I think Elliott's going to have another great week, especially since the NFL has this emergency uh, junction they have filed trying to get his suspension upheld before next week's game. This could be the last game he plays for a while, potentially, if, if they if the NFL wins that uh, particular battle. But um, I think he goes off again. Redskins, right now I have them beating the Rams just because the Rams' defense is there. But who knows about their offense. Their offense is inconsistent. Seahawks are going to throttle the 49ers. 
Falcons-Packers. Now, this is probably the best game of the weekend. This was the hardest one for me to pick. It's in Atlanta. Atlanta's defense is better than Green Bay's defense. Give me the Falcons because of that reason and that reason only. I think both offenses are going to put up a lot of yards and both offenses are going to put up um, points. But I think Atlanta's defense makes a stop when they need to to win the football game. Uh, and then finally, Monday Night Football, Giants play the Lions in New York. Give me the New York Football Giants. So those are my weeks, uh, my week two picks. We'll see how that plays out this weekend. Now on to the Ravens report. So last week the Ravens played the Cincinnati Bengals, um, and they won twenty to nothing. The defense looked very. Very impressive. They were a suffocating unit. Um, they gave up a grand total of 221 offensive yards. But they also forced five turnovers, four interceptions, and a strip sack of Andy Dalton. They made Andy Dalton look worse than any quarterback that has suited up for the Cleveland Browns in the last, uh, what, 16 years or whatever it is since they rejoined the NFL. So... He, I'm pretty sure uh, a lot of college quarterbacks could have played better in that game. But uh, Andy Dawn looked looked very – I mean, he didn't look much better last night either. So that's all you need to know. He looked terrible against the Ravens last week. Ravens had the ball for 34 minutes to the Bengals' 26. And like I said, five turnovers for the Bengals. Joe Flacco did throw an interception for the Ravens. However, it was one that bounced off his receiver's hands. So don't really blame Joe on that one. Um, he looked good. He looked good coming back for the first time and playing in his first game since the back injury and sitting out all preseason. He looked comfortable back in the pocket. He took a couple of big hits, was able to get up, so, I don't think that back issue is going to linger too much longer. Um, he said he's good to go for the remaining weeks. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't hurt or anything like that. So that's good. Um, he threw. He went nine of seventeen for 121 yards, threw one touchdown, and one interception. Running the football, Terrence West. He had a big day. He went 19 carries for 80 yards and a touch, a touchdown. Um, the Ravens showed that they they proved Marshall Yonda right. Marshall Yonda a couple weeks back came out in the media and said this team's going to recommit itself to running the football more often than not. 19 carries for 80 yards. The Ravens definitely recommitted, and they showed that they trusted Terrence West to carry the football. Nine, and he, he delivered 19 rushes for 80 yards and a touchdown. Um, receiving, Jeremy Macklin had a very long touchdown. It was a slant pass that got that had busted coverage and he was just able to pretty much walk into the end zone. Um, Justin Tucker hit a couple of field goals and the Ravens defense shut out the Bengals. It was the Ravens um, first shutout since 2009, I believe. 
Um, so it was their th Ravens' third opening season opening shutout. Um, in 2000, they beat the they beat Pittsburgh, and in 2006, Tampa Bay, uh, both on the road. The Bengals hadn't been shut out in a season opener since 1979. Um, so there's a little bit of history there for you, but I do believe that was the Ravens' first shutout since 09, which is impressive. Um, some injury, an injury update: Danny Woodhead. Um, he's going to be out for a month or two months, month or two. It said four to eight weeks, um, with a thigh or hamstring problem. And Sidarius Smith, uh, hurt his left knee. Both players, I believe. Well, obviously Danny Woodhead's out this week, but, um, yep. Sidarius Smith has all, has been ruled out for this week. Uh, along with Sheldon Price, who has a concussion, and Jalen Hill, who has a thigh injury. So those are the ones that have uh, already been ruled out. Uh, so the Ravens play Cleveland, um, Cleveland this weekend. That's their next game up. So, game balls for the Ravens' victory over the Bengals. Terrell Suggs. I think you got to give Terrell Suggs a game ball. He had two sacks and a forced fumble of Andy Dalton. He was a driving force behind that defense all day, and he just made plays. So, that's one game ball. I give a game ball to Dean Pease, defensive coordinator, for pitching that, for, for calling a great game and pitching that shutout, mixing blitzes and coverages. So that they couldn't see um, exactly where blitzes were coming from. Um, just overall, great defensive performance um, for the Ravens. And then I'll give my third game ball to. I'll give it to Brandon Carr. Brandon Carr had an interception in his first game as a Baltimore Raven. So, um, those are my game balls. I guess you could just say I give a whole I give a game ball to the Ravens defense if you if that's easier, but um, defense performed well. Um, on to this weekend. The Ravens play the Browns in Baltimore. I already mentioned it's the Sean Kaiser's first road test, and it's going to be in M&T Bank Stadium in Baltimore where it's hard for anybody to win, let alone a rookie quarterback. Um, it's one of the loudest stadiums in the NFL, so um, the Ravens should have uh, the edge in that when it comes to that. Um, ESPN currently has the Ravens' uh, chances of winning at 
and the Browns' chances of winning at 19%. Um, so Kevin Zietler is questionable. He's on the Browns' injury report, and I already mentioned the Ravens' injury report. Right now, the Raven are, Ravens are eight-point favorites. Um, so... Uh, yeah, um, I think this game's gonna end up being somewhere along the lines of a twenty-four to twenty-four to ten, somewhere along those lines. The Ravens pulling out on top. Um, players to watch. Joe Flacco, I think he's going to have a better week than last week. Last week was kind of just uh, easy completions. Get me there. Let me let me uh, work my way back and see offense kind of week. I think this week he has a better week. Um, Terrence West, I think he's a player to watch out for. To continue to running the football. Uh, well, and then on the defensive side of the ball, give me Eric Weddle as a player to watch out for. I think Eric's going to have at least one interception and five tackles. Um, so. so those are my players to watch. As for the keys, no hangover. Do not have a letdown this week after such a brilliant performance last week. Um, don't have a letdown against the Browns. Next week, you got to travel to London. Don't worry about that until Monday morning. For right now, go out there and beat the Browns. No letdowns. Stop Crowell. Crowell only rushed the ball for 33 yards last week. He had a big week against the Ravens in week two last year um, where he rushed for 130-plus rushing yards. Stop that guy. Um, and don't get beat by a rookie quarterback in your house. Protect that house. Go to London with a 2-0 record where you're going to play the Jacksonville Jaguars. Stay in front of the division while you while you can before your season gets uh, gets tougher against Pittsburgh in week four. And you got the Packers on the schedule. So win games early against the teams you're supposed to beat. Don't get behind. Um, so, yeah, I think, like I said, Ravens win 24-10, something like that. And they improve the 2-0. All So now on to the Redskins. Last week, the Redskins looked pretty awful against the Philadelphia Eagles, where they lost 30-17. to Kirk Cousins, he had a mixed day. He threw for 240 yards with a touchdown and an interception. He also led the team in rushing, by the way. He rushed four times for 30 yards. Um, Terrell Pryor looked pretty good. He had six receptions for 66 uh, receiving yards. But Carson Wentz carved up the Redskins' defense. No more, no other way about it. 
Also, the Redskins' running game stinks. Jay Gruden, you got to figure that out. Robert Kelly, if he's not the answer, don't waste another bunch of weeks on him. Give Samaje Perrine a chance to, to, to show what he can do. Or go out in this offseason and dra- actually draft a good running back or sign one in free agency. Don't keep drafting them in the seventh round and hoping they're going to be gems because you can draft a running back later. You can draft them in the third or fourth or maybe even fifth, but once you get to the sixth and seventh round, those aren't really your starting running backs anymore. Those are more of your special teams players, your your backup running backs, stuff like that. Don't keep trying to make don't keep trying to put lipstick on a pig. If it doesn't work, find a way to get someone else touches in the backfield. And that really is my key to the game for the Redskins coming up against the Rams. Run the football more frequently. Run it better. If you have to use different formations to run out of, maybe you don't run out of the I formation. Maybe run out of a shotgun formation. Kind of surprise the defense a little bit. Run draws. Um, you got to really change the way you're going to run the football. That's how you're going to win the games. That's how you control the tempo. That's how you impose your will on the defense, if you may. you got to be able to run the football before you can play action. So they're going to have to figure that out. The Redskins are going to have to run the football better and more frequently. Um, they just got absolutely carved up, and the defense has got to play better too because they just got absolutely carved up by the Philadelphia Eagles and Carson Wentz. Um, They're facing not as good of an offense this week in L.A. Todd Gurley hasn't really had that breakout season that that fans had hoped for. He rushed 19 times for 40 yards last week. Nothing really jumps off the page at you there, but he did have a touchdown. Um, Jared Goff played against a poor Indianapolis defense. He he passed for 306 yards and a touchdown. Um, I think the Redskins defense is slightly better than the Colts defense, but I don't think Jared Goff is. Um, I think I think he showed what he could potentially do. I don't think he's consistently going to put up those kinds of stats. So, this is the week that I think the defense has got to step up as well. So, right now ESPN only gives the Redskins 38.6% chance to win. Uh, I think that's a little bit of a uh, reach there as far as giving the Rams that high of a percentage just based on their week one performance against Indianapolis, who was minus their starting quarterback. Um, it's in L.A. That makes it a little bit tougher for for the Redskins. But I do think the Redskins rebound, and Kirk Cousins has a very, very good day passing the football. I think the running game is still mediocre, but they put up some rushing yards, and the Redskins walk away with a victory. Players to watch, Robert Kelly. They have to see what they have to give him the football and see if he actually can run the football. 
and run it at a high level. They have to make, they have to see if he can be their number one halfback, and he can be a good number one halfback in this league. Kurt Cousins is a player to watch, like I said. Um, defensively, Ryan Kerrigan is another player to watch. So, um, Redskins look to rebound against the Rams this week. We'll see how that works. But now on to the struggling Orioles, and this is just very, very disappointing how their season has shaped out. Pitching has been atrocious. Hitting has come and gone and come and then gone for long stretches and then come back for a couple games and then gone for another long stretch. It, they're just they're in bad shape right now. They're 4-9 and nine in the month of September after last night's Embarrassing 13 to 5 loss to the Yankees. Um, so yeah, they're four and nine. They sit at 72 and 75. So they're three games below 500. Oh, and they're also five and a half games out of the wild card. Um. So they're in bad shape right now. They're they're in a bad spot. They're gonna be they're I, I wanna say their season's just about over. They have fifteen games left on the season. They'd probably have to win ten or twelve of those fifteen to even have a prayer of making the playoffs at this point. Some good news out of that just horrific loss last night. Chance Sisko, the Orioles' number one prospect, got his first career hit, but also his first career home run. Um, so good, good for him. Congrats to him. He that'll be his fir- first of many for that young kid who will probably, probably uh, be the cat be a be a catcher on the major league squad next year. Um, we'll have to wait and see about that. Um, but, yeah, I think uh, the Orioles are pretty much out of it now. Like I said, they got 15 games left. They got three more against the Yankees, three against the Red Sox, seven against the Rays, and two against the Pirates. And their last home games are th- next week. Eight, the 18th through to 24th is their last seven home games. So if you haven't been to County Yards and you're looking to get out, you know, that's your chance. That's your remaining opportunities. And I would, if I were you, I'd go to one of the games that has some promotion. The 19th versus the Red Sox, they're giving away a knit hat. And the 23rd against the Rays, which is a Saturday, they're giving away a hooded sweatshirt. So, at least if they don't make the playoffs and you go to that game, you'll have that to warm you up after, during a cold, long winter without Orioles baseball. Um, but yeah, I think that'll do it for today. Nats are so far ahead in first ba- place, we don't really have to talk about them. They're going to the playoffs. Um, 
the Orioles are not, <laughs> unless they can go on some kind of historic run where they win 13 or 12 or 13 games um, over the next 15. But uh, we'll have to see. Enjoy your week two games. Thank you for joining me on today's episode of Inside the Maryland Lines. Um, give me a follow on Twitter at Coggins59. Uh, follow Inside the Maryland Lines on Twitter. Just search Inside. I think it's Inside MD Lines. Um, follow Left Bench. Like the Left Bench on Facebook. All that good stuff. Um, watch out for an article I just wrote for What the Sports. Um, right now it's being edited, I guess. But uh, it's an interesting piece, I think. I wrote it comparing the 2000s Ravens defense to the 2017 Ravens defense. A lot of stat. It's a long-form piece. I believe I turned it in with eight pages. We'll see how much of that actually makes it. But, um, yeah. So, be on the lookout for that. That's coming. Should be coming out, hopefully, in the next couple of days. Um, Like I said, enjoy week two games. Have a great weekend.